This is Khan Zenshu, the podcast, episode 354 for the week of January 19th, 2014. What up, Heos? Welcome to Khan Zenshu. Oh, the podcast. That's right, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fansite. Um, let's see, uh, Kanzen Shu. That is once again correct. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit, oh, the entertaining. What up? My name is Mike Vegito EX. Joining me here on this lovely Monday, bright and early morning for you, Jake, <laughs> the Herms himself. Welcome back, man. Hello. How you doing? Been a while. Pretty good. Yeah. Not, not as long as usual, though. So this is a nice treat. Yeah. I know this is peanuts compared to what Julian's had to put up with, but yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, I actually miscalculated. So it's actually 620 here. Oh, geez. <laughs> I, real, I realized that like as I was going to bed last time, I'm like, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the things we do. All right. So I won't keep you too long if you won't keep me too long. Who are we kidding? It's going to be great. Jake, <laughs> when you're around, it means we have a lovely in-depth topic that I have a full outline already prepared for me. We are going to talk about my introduction to this would be think about the most generic Dragon Ball website from the 90s. You can already picture the left hand side, just an endless list of links for guides that are poorly researched, done off of memory, done off of assumptions by people that have not really seen or read the series. One of those links invariably was the Dragon Balls, and that would be a list of wishes, a list of rules of the Dragon Balls. Most of the time, they were wrong. And this is something I've actually been wanting to do for a very long time. Uh, it's a topic I specifically wanted to, to do with you, and uh, you have done the necessary re-research. You are fully prepared. So, Jake, we're going to do just that. We're not going to list out all the wishes. We're probably going to talk about some of them specifically, but uh, we're really going to talk about the rules of the Dragon Balls, because I think uh, the series itself isn't always the clearest, is it? No, it's kind of like in Death Note, where they just keep adding them on. Right, right. And as it goes along. The way that Toriyama is, it's unclear. Did he forget that? And then he was like, oh, crap. Uh, did he not think about it? And it just happened to work out in the end anyway. So maybe we'll get into a, a little bit of that. So that's uh, our topic for the episode. That is actually all we're going to do this episode. There is a lot of news going on. Uh, Julian's little guy, I think, has the flu. So uh, he still couldn't catch up on some of the news that uh, I've been sitting on and trying to prep for him. And every day that goes by, I seem to add another two news drafts for him. So it's been difficult. We're kind of never going to catch up at this rate, but we will attempt to soon. And I'm getting over science infections. So Jake, I'm going to let you do <laughs> most of the talking this episode so you don't hear hey. a snotty mic. I may occasionally uh, mute the microphone and blow my nose, which you will Lovely. not hear. So that's what's going on. And uh, I'm going to say it so I don't forget it. We will do Who's That Character at the end of this Yay. episode. <laughs> All right. So uh, with that said, Mr. Herms, let's just get right into our topic, the rules of the Dragon Balls. So I've got this arranged by, uh, at first I was going to do this by like each set, mm -hmm. but then, you know, for some of them, there's not much to talk about, like with the second set of Namekian Dragon Balls Murray makes. So I figured we're just going to do this by category of rules and okay. then how those rules apply to each set. So starting out, we've got general rules, which are just kind of the ones that apply to all the sets. And so the first one, the big one, is that each 
set of Dragon Balls, it has to be made by a certain guy, a certain Namekian who's part of the Dragon Clan. And then when that guy dies, the Dragon Balls that they made vanish as well. Which, when you think about it, actually makes no sense whatsoever. But <laughs> of course that's not. just the way. <laughs> I mean, it's not like when Garo gets killed, all his androids vanish. Or when, like, Bobbity gets killed, Boo vanishes. Or Boo, you know. But somehow we accept that when the Great Elder dies, so does his creation. Is it just magic related, perhaps? Or I mean, we've talked about this. I know this came up with the Goku versus Superman debate, but uh, Dragon Ball has a very distinct difference between magic and spiritual energy, like ki. So what do you think is going on here? I mean, it could be that. I don't think, strictly speaking, they're ever, the Dragon Balls are ever referred to as magic. Yeah. I think, that, I think there's actually a line where they're said to be like magic, mm, but okay. I mean- Obviously, you could call them magic. Right. They do magic things, but I don't know if they count as the same sort of magic that Bobby's Bobbity, doing, yeah, right, right. for instance. But there's no clear definition. Okay, got it. I mean, obviously, it seems like in some weird sense, the dragons share a life force with their creators. So we see, obviously, when their creator dies, so do the dragon balls. And then when their creator is wished back to life, the dragon balls come back too. Mm -hmm. And it even extends to cases where, like Piccolo, he shares a life force force with the god of earth because they used to be one so when piccolo dies god of earth dies when pickles brought back to life god of earth comes back to life and so do the dragon balls right but it, it doesn't work in reverse when shenlong gets killed by piccolo the god of earth doesn't die so it's like there's some kind of nested hierarchy going on here with this life force Right. I mean, it, it's to suit the story, but I mean, we can start making some rules around this at the same time. Yeah. And so anyway, this uh, quality, it's not mentioned at first because obviously at the, it's not until well into the series that we even get around to mentioning that there is a creator of the Dragon Balls. Right. And Namekian. Yeah. And so it's first mentioned at the end of the 23rd Tenkechi Budokai when, um, you know, throughout the tournament... Piccolo's kind of been holding God hostage. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got him in that bottle. He swallowed him and he keeps going on. It's like, well, you can't kill me without killing God. And then, it's, you know, it's the same thing anyway. But then at, at one point, Goku's like, he says, oh, I could just, if we, even if we kill you, we can just use back. the Dragon Balls to wish God back, which of course goes against what we later learn when at the end of the tournament, uh, Goku says, actually, uh, the Dragon Balls and Shenlong were originally made by God, right? So if God dies, then the Dragon Balls will vanish too. Right. It was all sorts of weird, like, is there bluffing going on? Is it just, whoops, I said this and didn't fully <laughs> decide? It's never really made the most sense. And they just throw it out there after all the drama has settled down. Anyway, so the next next big thing apart from all the, the life force stuff is that despite the fact that you have to go through a lot of effort to gather up the dragon balls and summon the dragon they're pretty much just respond to whoever speaks first right and we've seen that plenty of times yeah they really don't care who puts the legwork in it's whoever <laughs> shouts out their wish the first as we see with oolong who gets the jump on pilaf even though pilaf has kind of st already started, started talking. talking yeah and even though, like, the sentence, so Oolong interrupts him, and the sentence doesn't even really make grammatical sense. <laughs> right. But still, you know, Oolong gets his panties. And then, uh, interestingly, both Daisen Shu 7 and the Adventure Special, they say that if you d if nobody says a wish for long enough, then Shenlong will just go away. Hmm, okay. You know, you know the balls will just scatter, even if no one makes a wish. But we never see this in the series, and it's actually the opposite. We keep seeing, there's all these jokes where Shenlong just keeps waiting as people debate what wish they should make. 
Right. I mean, you think it's not the series proper, but that's the punchline that ends movie 12. Yeah. And they also do that at the end of the Cell games and a little bit in Battle of Gods, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other weird thing just about, you know, how to make the wishes is that with Palunga, you have to ask him the wish in Namekian, even though he does Palunga himself never talks in Namekian. He just talks in, I guess, what we'd have to call galactic standard. Right. As I mean, especially when you're talking about different translations of the series, does everyone speak Japanese or is it just that we're reading Japanese or English of some other language? Yeah. And it gets weird, too, because, you know, technically they're speaking Japanese, but there isn't really a Japan within the context (laughs) of the dragon world. Right. Right. So it's like, where did this language come from? Just independently exists as the same type of Japanese. Which is even weirder when you think about how the modern Japanese language evolved from the Chinese (laughs) writing system and like the native Japanese root words and all the German words that are in there. And yeah, it's, Uh but that's a topic for another time. It is. All right. So those are some of the general rules of the Dragon Balls that you can kind of talk about without getting super specific. So then the next thing you have here are uh, wishes that can or more specifically cannot be granted. Yeah. So the big rule is that at first there are no rules. We're (laughs) told explicitly many times that Shenlong can grant any wish but only one. And so Bulma first explains this in the very first chapter. And then whenever Shenlong himself pops out, he uh, here traditionally say, I will grant any wish, but only one. And we even get clarification on this. Like when uh, Goku asked uh, Shenlong to bring Bora back to life, the first time anyone's brought back to life with the Dragon Balls, he's not really sure if this will work. And so it's like, oh, can you do that? And Shenlong says, that's easy. There is no wish I cannot grant. And then later when Piccolo asks to get his youth back, Shenlong again says, that's easy. So it seems like he can do anything easily. But then, in the Saiyan arc, we finally get a limitation. So Goku mentions out of the blue that um, God told him that Shenlong can't grant the same wish twice. And so he says this when, you know, they're all preparing to fight Raditz. Right, right. And uh, Krillin and Kami send and they're like, well, we'll help you out as much as we can. And if we die, Bulma can just uh, bring us back. Right. And I think uh, that's where a lot of North American fans were introduced to some of these rules, because, I mean, we saw that so early back there in 1996. I can still vividly remember Ian Corlett spouting out that line. And it's funny because, well, there's this great uh, little margin note in the Viz edition of the manga, where after Goku says this line, they say, uh, a tale told in the later volumes of Dragon Ball, which of course is completely false because this is the first time this rule is ever mentioned. But I think it's kind of hilarious that Viz naturally assumes that Toriyama isn't going to just introduce this line here. Uh, you know, he's not going to say, oh yeah, I totally heard this before if it didn't, if there hadn't actually been a scene like that. Right. It's like even they underestimate the extent to which Toriyama just makes this stuff up as he goes along. Like most fans, They know this rule specifically as you can't bring the same person back to life more than once. But as it's originally stated here, of course, it's the same wish can't be granted twice. So that has broader implications. You can't bring the same person back to life, but also if you want another pair of panties, you're out of luck because Oolong got there first. Would that be that Oolong himself cannot get another pair of panties or no one else can get a pair of panties? I guess they don't clarify because all they say is not the same wish, but I kind of assume so because, well... 
it's a thought experiment. Okay. Well, we'll move on then here. We'll have to test it out sometime. <laughs> right. Okay. And then that's another thing. It's like, could Piccolo ask to be made young again after he gets old again? Anyway, so the second big limit comes uh, later when they wish they've gathered the balls to revive Goku. And then Oolong pipes up and says, oh, why don't we just have Shenlong defeat the Saiyans so that we don't have to bother bringing Goku back to life? And then Shenlong says that actually this is impossible. He says, I was created by God, and so I cannot grant a wish that surpasses God's power, which in this case apparently means that he can't kill anybody who's stronger than God is. Hmm, okay. And then it's a little vague, like, what, it's not too clear what further implications there are to that, because it's like, you know, God can't, uh, he explicitly says that he can't bring people back to life, but Shenlong can. And I'm even thinking more basic things like, can you move this boulder for me? Well, could God move that boulder? Uh, probably. But <laughs> just can God make a set of Dragon Balls that can lift a rock that's too heavy for him to lift? Exactly. <laughs> and then uh, another thing later on is that when they're talking about the history of planet Namek and how it was devastated by a weather disaster, they speculate that the reason the Namekians didn't just use the Dragon Balls to get them out of that fix is because the weather disaster was likewise too too powerful for the Dragon Balls to deal with. So it's not just powerful people it can also be powerful natural phenomenons so i think even yajirobe is like you know they're not that great actually <laughs> he's always good for those kind of comments anyway so with the earth's dragon balls they do have one advantage over some of the later sets that we see in that they can bring more than one person back to life at the same time if they can be grouped together in some way Right. I mean, just the way that Dragon Ball works, it's usually that multiple people die. Usually some big explosion somewhere, city or two get wiped out. And so this gets formally clarified towards the end of the uh, Frieza arc when Kaio and the God of Earth, they're having this get together to try and work out what they're going to do with these two different sets of Dragon Balls. How, like what wishes they can make with each set to get everything properly sorted out. Uh, God says that, like, for instance, if you ask, like, oh, bring back everyone Vegeta killed you can bring any number of people back to life that way and theoretically it can even work on faraway planets although even god isn't entirely sure if this is going to work right this is another one of those kind of testing the limits of what they can do yeah because they've never done stuff like this before but it's another potential limit to the dragon's power like these days we might wonder could he bring back to life someone from one of the 11 other universes or would right. that be too far mm -hmm. anyway so okay here's a big one when they're uh, hashing all this stuff out saying oh you could bring this group of people back to life or that group uh god says that okay if you intend to bring back to life all the aliens killed in the past by vegeta and nappa that would be possible too but it would only be effective for those who died within one year and I got to jump in here because this is one of those semi-wrong rules that you constantly see out there that people assume that you can only, even if it's just a single person you're bringing back, if they died longer than a year ago, you cannot bring them back. And usually I see this tied in with things like Grandpa Gohan or Bardock. Like, why didn't they wish Bardock back? Well, he died longer than a year ago, so you can't do that. That's not necessarily the case here. Yeah. I mean, it's not explicitly ruled out, but the way, the only time this year limit is mentioned is in the context of bringing back a whole bunch of people at once. Yeah, yeah. Like a huge number, because, you know, Vegeta and Nap but their job was wiping out everyone on a given planet. So the number of people they've killed in their lifetimes could be like trillions and trillions. <laughs> it's true, yeah. And uh, it's right after this line, 
you know, they're figuring out what wishes they use. And in the end, Kaio turns to uh, Tin Shinhan and all those other dead guys hanging out on his planet. And he's like, could you guys wait another year before coming back to life? Would that be okay? Mm-hmm. And of course, if this uh, year limit applies to individual people, then this would be a pretty big request. Right. We would never get them back. So I, I guess it's explicitly stated indirectly. I Maybe that's not explicit, but right. It can be longer than a year. Yeah. Unless either Kaio or Toriyama aren't quite thinking this through. But mm, right. Simplest, the simplest explanation is it only re- applies to really big groups of people. Got it. And then the next big limit thrown out pretty much the same time is that the Dragon Balls, they can't bring to, back to life people who die of natural causes. For some reason. This is another thing where it's like, well, why would that be the case? But whatever. Just go with it. But there is a interesting loophole to this in that if this, if the person in question, if their lifespan was shortened even a little bit by coming into contact with a really evil person like, you know, Frieza, then they still could be brought back to life, but only for the amount of time that their lifespan was shortened. Right. And this was the big gamble on Namek when they brought back the, well, they were hoping to indirectly bring back the Great Elder. And they did. It wasn't for a long time, but it was just enough to uh, kind of get the extra Dragon Ball usage done. Yeah, because the God of Earth, he says like, well, we've never had a case like that. So I really, there's no proof of anything. So we just have to give this a shot in the dark. (laughs) Never had a case like that. You haven't had many cases, period. (laughs) We're all kind of making this up as we go along here, Toriyama included. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the detailed timeline, the Dragon Balls, they've only been around 300 years at the start of the series. And the last time they were used was more than 100 years ago, because that's how long Kame Senen has had the Dragon Ball he's using as a necklace. Right. What was the wish that someone wished to become king? Yeah, which is another hu- another minor point. It's like, well, was that guy, did he become the king of Earth like the dog is <laughs> right. later? Or was it like his great, 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 great grandfather or something like that? Yeah, who knows? It could be a whole dog dynasty. <laughs> exactly. So really, there's only like a 200 year time frame where previous wishes were being made like prior to what we see in the main series right right and during this time people are just poking around without a dragon radar so probably wouldn't have been that many wishes even within 200 years maybe just the one for all we know all right so we have a a list of wishes that can and cannot be granted here this is uh pretty much earth's Dragon Balls that we're talking about, and we got to turn things over to the Namekian Dragon Balls. And so the big difference right off the bat is that they give Grant three wishes at a time. I love everyone's confusion there. Like, what? Really? I think Krillin has to be told this at least twice. <laughs> right. <laughs> like he just forgets or something. The other thing is that Palunga is a little more humble than Shenlong on Earth, because when he pops out, he actually says, are Grant three wishes like within what I'm capable of? You say he's humble at the same time. He's got a little bit of attitude to him. I like it. Yeah. But, you know, he's not claiming he can do anything like sure, Shenlong sure. does. Right. And in fact, he has a big limitation compared to the one, the Dragon Balls on Earth, because he can only revive one person at a time. Mm-hmm. So can't group people together like on Earth. Right. The plan was, you know, bring all the fighters here. Let's go. But you're stuck with Piccolo. And then that sets up a chain reaction where bringing back Piccolo, you get the Dragon Balls on Earth. And then through that, they revive everyone else. So works out well. And then an interesting one. Limit we get at the end of the freezer arc is that, you know, they're trying to bring back Krillin and Goku, who they think died when, well, they know Krillin's dead, but Goku they think had died when Namek exploded. But, and so they ask, well, why don't you bring his spirit here and then we'll bring him back to life here because they couldn't bring him back to life where he actually died because that place didn't exist anymore. Right. And it's like, oh, he's alive. Okay. We'll bring him here. No. 
Yeah. Like, first off, Palunga says he can't bring Goku's spirit there because Goku is still alive. So he can't, like, yank his soul out of his body. <laughs> right. And then following up on that, when they say, oh, teleport him here then, Palunga tells him that Goku just refuses to come. Well, this is interesting because we see... Do we just assume that the entire Namekian race who has been restored have an agreed-upon consent to have themselves teleported to Earth? Yeah, it's like, how would that work? Do they, what, are they all hanging out in the afterlife and they're like, yeah, everyone want to come back to life? And then go, uh, does everyone want to go to Earth after that? Well, first they were, they were brought back to life on Namek. Yeah, yeah. And then they were teleported away. So did the Great Elder have some kind of telepathic communication with everyone? Like, everyone say yes, let's go. I mean, it could be that. It could also be that Goku's a special case because he's so much more powerful mm. than the Great Elder or Palunga. So maybe sure. only, it could tie into, um, them not being able to mess with guys stronger than their creator. Right. So I, we're poking some tiny holes here in the rules, but you sort of can explain them away. There's nothing too big just yet. And this isn't directly tied into rules, but when Palunga brings Krillin back to life, he says that he specifically uh, puts together Krillin's blown up body and his clothes back to the way they were as a special service. Right. So he's not just being a dick and being like, well, he's back to life, but he's in a million pieces. <laughs> so have fun with that. Right. Okay. So moving on, we get Dende's Dragon Balls. So after he takes over as the new God of Earth, he revives the old Dragon Balls and makes some modifications. And the interesting thing here is how they actually have a conversation with what setup they want for these Dragon Balls. It's almost like signing a phone contract or something. And so at first they say, well, could you make them revive lots of people at once? Because that's what they want. They want to bring back all the guys who have been killed by Cell. But because they do that, well, this is where it gets kind of confusing. But uh, we'll get into this more later. But Dende says that um, because he makes them so that they can revive lots of people at once as a side effect they cannot revive people a second time okay which oh i kind of skipped over that with the namekian dragon balls the namekian dragon balls can also revive the same person more than once unlike the earth dragon balls so by extension i guess you could uh, also make other wishes multiple times with those like after the cell games when krillin he tries to wish for 17 and 18 to be turned back into regular humans so we get another kind of addition to the general rule that the dragons can't mess with people stronger than their creators so shenlong says he can't turn those two back to normal because their powers greatly surpass my own i cannot interfere with the bodies of people like that so then krillin he changes his wish and says well why don't you just take the bombs from outside of their body and shenlong says that's possible since it has no relation to the gap between our powers and this dialogue in particular, I, I remember it's kind of changed a little bit in Viz. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't remember what they change it. it. They make it a little more confusing. Is A lot of times I see this as he couldn't do that because they're already mostly human. Is maybe that what Viz went for here? Or is that just kind of fan assumptions based on not being able to read it? I think it's a mixture of both. Okay. I mean, I already kind of covered Vizisms. I think, yeah, I went over this whenever the relevant manga review of Awesomeness episode was. I mm, sent in a okay. note on that. So just look that one up. All right, go back to that one. So that's pretty much it for Dende's Dragon Balls, at least for now, in terms of numbers of wishes and stuff. Yeah, and so for the final set, we get Murray's Dragon Balls. Murray, you may recall, is the guy who takes over as the new Great Elder once the old Great Elder dies. So the Great Elder puts his hand on this guy's head and somehow transfers whatever thingamabob he 
life force he has to Murray, so that now, even after the Great Elder dies, the Dragon Balls will still go on ticking. He's basically the god of that planet. I mean, the fact that the Namekian Great Elder was kind of having these conversations with Kaio and God's Earth, he seems to at least mostly be on that level. Yeah. I mean, if there is some separate god of planet Namek outside of the Great Elder, that guy's really not doing his job. (laughs) No, he's worse than ours. Like, all this shit's going down, planet's blowing up, he's just off somewhere sipping a martini. (laughs) We got plague, drought, it's awful. Anyway, so uh, after becoming the new Great Elder, Murray powers up the Dragon Ball so that Palunga can now revive many people at once, the same as the ones on Earth can. And we learn this at the end of the Buar arc, where um, Dende and the others, they head to Namek to use those Dragon Balls to revive Earth. And then towards the end, the very end of the battle with Boo, when Goku's throwing the Genki Dama at him and he's trying to push it into Boo, he doesn't have enough stamina because he used it all up. And so Dende asks Palunga to restore Goku's stamina. And Palunga says it's possible as long as it's only restoring that person's stamina to what it normally is. Right, so you can't overpower someone. Yeah, can't supercharge him. And that makes sense. I mean, that's in keeping with kind of the other stuff we're told about them not being able to mess with guys stronger than them. Yeah. So here, I have a question for you. We have two cases. We have Dende and Muri powering up uh, existing sets of Dragon Balls. Do you think it's that the original creator could not make it more than like they already powered up as much as they could and then it takes someone else coming to them to kind of push them beyond those limits did Dende and Murray always have the potential like if they created their own independent Dragon Balls would they have these kind of less stipulations what do you think there well when um dende's setting up his dragon balls he says this really interesting thing where they ask him oh could you have them revive all these people and says it's not something i couldn't do on the first adjustment Mm, okay and it's not really clear what an adjustment is supposed to be like do they have to give them regular tune-ups and maybe (laughs) right they can adjust the rules then maybe (laughs) maybe mr popo didn't bring the dragon balls in for their routine maintenance yeah and then uh after the, it turns out that the Dragon Balls now can't revive the same person more than once, Dende also says, uh, sorry, if you had some said something at first, and he just kind of trails off. So it's like, like what? If we had told you that, would you have been able to do all, have them do everything? Or Like, by know? the way, people usually die a lot. We need to be able to do this. And do you think that was Toriyama realized what he just did and just had Dende be the bearer of bad news? I mean, he does things like that sometimes. I mean, it's not directly comparable, but Toriyama seems to have his characters sometimes point out the holes in his plot. Right. Or stuff like, I uh, you know most recently in Battle of Gods where a uh, Wiss, when he hears the name Super Saiyan God, he's like, well, that's just a stupid name. That's that's really an exaggeration. And in, in interviews, Toriyama has said that these were his exact thoughts <laughs> exactly. when, he was, when he heard the name. Yeah, this is an old-fashioned thing, is that what he says? Yeah, something like, it's like, it's all hype. Yep, yep, <laughs> it's great. So it's the kind of thing where if I point it out, Maybe you can't criticize me for it because I acknowledge it too. Yeah, I got there first. (laughs) Okay, so we've talked about the uh, upgrades to the Dragon Balls here. Uh, The next thing we're talking about is, uh, this really ties in here. This is the number of wishes that they can provide you and then the time it takes to kind of recharge them for the next wish or set of wishes. So you might think this would be straightforward, but it gets a little complicated. (laughs) So, okay, the first set of Dragon Balls on Earth... 
one wish. This is pretty consistent. And then once they grant a wish, they become ordinary round stones. And it takes them, quote, more than a year to become Dragon Balls again. And this is kind of interesting. Okay, so Bulma, the, after the first time they make the wish, she says more than a year. And then after that, it's always just a year. So that's another minor inconsistency. And then, uh, interestingly, when, uh, you know, after Piccolo blows up Shenlong and then God and Popo put him back together again, God, t- uh, just has the Dragon Balls revive straight away. He says, you know, normally they have to wait a year, but this time, I'm just going to, uh, as a special service, have him be ready to grant a wish right out of the gate. Seems like everyone's capable of these special services, but they don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like you have to wonder, could he just have uh, Shenlong always revive instantly? Or is it like maybe it's something he can only break the rules once in a while? Right. Well, I mean, when they were originally created, it's kind of this fail safe to not have someone abuse them and do it over and over. But later in the series, the wishes directly affect the creators of the wishes, like the God of Earth is killed and Dende is in peril. Like these wishes affect them personally on a very direct level. So maybe they should start doing these special services. Self-preservation, man. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's like, I don't know, it's like running 10 miles a day. Maybe, you know, you one run a lot one day. Usually you have to rest a week, but maybe if you push yourself, you can do it two days in a row. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you can't do it every day or you just wear yourself out. Got it. Maybe wishes are like that somehow. Right. Don't we, we don't know. <laughs> We're theorizing here. Okay. Who knows? And then, okay, here's a well-known plot hole is that, you know, they say, oh, they need a year to recharge. At least then, a year, if not a, yeah, more than. There seems to be only about eight months between that first wish they make and then the start of the Red Ribbon arc, where, of course, the Dragon Balls are already revived and apparently have been for uh, quite some time. So where are we getting these time frames from? Well, uh, in the manga, it's said by the narrator and uh, Kame Senen a couple times that Goku and Krillin's training takes eight months. Okay. So there's eight months between like the formal start of their training and the tournament. And so the question is, how much time is there between when Oolong makes his wish and Goku's training starting? And then from the end of their, the end of the tournament to the, when Goku first encounters the Red Ribbon Army. Got it. And in the manga, this isn't clear, although it re- like, it's really awkward to squeeze an additional four months in there. Yeah, yeah, like, I agree. Th- there's, re- there's really no good place to do it. And so the uh, Daisenshu 7 timeline kind of just says the hell with it. And so just says there's, <laughs> you know, there's like eight months and I don't know, a couple days. Like Goku, the tournament ends and the next day he meets the army, which is kind of what you'd assume if you just read the manga. Because yep. t- he takes off that night as the t- after the tournament ends. And then the next chapter starts in the morning and so it's natural to assume that that's just the next morning right it feels very direct yeah yeah it doesn't feel like four months later like what's he what would he have been doing all that time (laughs) and then likewise likewise with uh, when goku takes off to find kame senin to get him to train it's like did he just wander around four months you know it's kind of weird to just think oh months can pass without anyone saying anything Right, when we get time skips in Dragon Ball, it's usually pretty dramatic. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess moving on, we got the Namekian Dragon Balls. And these can, as we get told a couple times, they can grant three wishes, like genies are supposed to. And we later learned that they revive after 130 days. And in the manga, it's never explained like what significance there is to this number. But in the anime, the narrator says that this is the length of a Namekian year. So do... 
Dragon Balls have some kind of tie to the nearest star. Yeah, I mean, that would be the implication, but then it brings up, like, why would they still have that time frame now <laughs> that Earth. they're on Earth? Right, right. And then would it be different once they go off to a new planet, Namek? Or are they solar-powered? Right, right. Okay, here we go. Here's the big one. Oh, jeez. So, okay, Dende's Dragon Balls. Is it two? Is it three? Is it back to two? What's going on? So this comes up a lot, especially uh, with Battle of Gods. It kind of flared up again. But then that's because Battle of Gods is sort of wrong by all accounts on this score anyway. So, okay, when Dende's setting up his Dragon Balls, he initially says he could have them grant three wishes like on Namek. But then Pickle's like, oh, could you have him revive lots of people at once? And that's where he says that thing where it's, it's not something I wouldn't be able to do on the first adjustment. But then the wishes able to be granted, it would end up being two. Like, okay, I can do that, but you're down to two wishes. Yeah, which, I mean, 99.99% of people, when they hear that line, they just assume... Well, obviously, that means it's just going to be two all the time. Right. I mean, that that's a pretty natural way to interpret the line. Mm -hmm. But then it gets complicated with what we run into in the Boo arc, where uh, matter-of-factly, you know, Bulma, she gathers the Dragon Balls, and then like, Yamcha wishes to revive all the guys that have died that day because they want to bring back the people Vegeta killed. And so Goku goes to stop them because he knows that, you know, there's still shit going on. They probably are going to need the balls uh, pretty soon again. Right. But he gets there too late. They've already made the wish. And so he asks Dende what he should do. And so Dende tells Goku to just inform Shenlong that they don't need, quote, the remaining two wishes. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it's like the remaining two wishes? What's going on here? And then he also says that that way the balls will revive in just four months a third of a year. So the implication is, like, if they can grant three wishes and you use one wish, then they revive in a third of the time. Right, okay. Anyway, so then uh, later on, uh, we get more information on this. Boo, he's rampaging around, destroying cities, and now he's heading for West City. And Bulma's like, what are we going to do? My parents live there. I don't want them killed. And Goku's like, well, we can just wish them back like always. And then she's like, yeah, but what about their, the whole city? Like, well, and then Goku says, oh, we can just use, we can just wish for the city to be restored too. You know, we've got two wishes left. We can use, we can use them that way. And then Piccolo corrects him and says, okay, since many people were resurrected with the first wish, there's only one more wish that can be granted next. And then when he hears this, Goku's like, oh yeah, that's how it was. Now that you mention it, that's... <laughs> the way it was set up. And it's like, wait, what? When was that established? And so that's why you kind of go back to what Dende says in the Cell game, like before the Cell games. And if you comb it over, like maybe you can interpret that thing to say like, okay, it's usually three wishes. And then if you use a wish to revive people, it'll be two total. But it's kind of a stretch. Just where you've wished for too much, so now it counts as two. Yeah, it's like, I mean, the setup, as it's said, in, as it's explained in the Boo arc, it sounds like using one wish to revive lots of people essentially counts as two wishes. And that if you don't use a wish to revive lots of people, then you can get a full set of three wishes. So the question is, was this what Toriyama meant during the Cell arc and he just didn't explain it very well with Dende's dialogue? Or is it like, you know, just a new rule he thought of between doing the Cell and the Boo arcs or what? Because it's not really treated as a new development. Goku once he hears this, he acts as if he's known this all along. But I don't know, maybe he's just being an idiot. The question, so is this a retcon on Toriyama's part or what's going on? And 
I don't think anyone really knows. But another, an interesting thing to add, though, is that um, at the end of the manga, when the narrator's kind of summing up all the stuff they do in the aftermath of the battle with Boo, he says that the Dragon Balls revive in six months. In other words, half a year, which again, it seems to be going off the idea that there's two wishes that can be granted. Use one wish and then they revive in half the time. It's another inconsistency to the whole thing. Anyway, so now we come to Battle of Gods, where in the movie, they get the Dragon Balls, they bring out Shenlong, and their wish is to ask him what the heck is the deal with Super Saiyan God. And after granting just one wish, Shenlong takes off. Well, is that even the wish? (laughs) Yeah, it's like... Is that, is that even a proper wish? I mean, it, it kinda, seems very conversational. Yeah. I mean, fan consensus explanation seems to be that he's just scared of Beerus and doesn't want to stick around too long. Right. He's like, all right, let me know when you need those other wishes. Peace out. And then the other thing is that as part of the movie's backstory, we're told that at some point in the relatively recent past, Pilaf and his gang got the Dragon Balls and they wished to have their youth restored. And this also sounds like they only got one wish, right? Like, oh, make us young again. That would only mm-hmm. be one wish. Right. But alternatively, maybe, you know, for there's three of them. So maybe each person getting made young again uses up one wish for some reason. I mean, that would at least explain that as the three wishes. But then we're still left with Shenlong took off in front of Beerus. What did that mean? So we're probably never know. I think my favorite explanation is he was not granting a wish. Just he was kind of doing a favor to Beerus and then decided, all right, See ya. So no wishes. I guess at the end, we've just left with uh, Murray's Dragon Balls, which are pretty straightforward in this regard. They grant three wishes. <laughs> it's the easiest one. I like it. Now, Jake, 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 that's Dragon Ball. And yes. By extension, Dragon Ball Z. There's yes. another series. There's another set of Dragon Balls. Is there? Oh. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So in GT, we learn about the ultimate Dragon Balls, the Black Star Dragon Balls, which it turns out these were made by the child of Katat, the original Namekian who came to Earth. So before he became the official god of Earth and cast out his evil half to become Piccolo, he's just some Namekian, really powerful Namekian, make screwing around with experimental dragon balls apparently (laughs) right in his younger wilder days in his misspent youth and so he made this set which uh they're so powerful you know he's at this point he's more powerful than like any other dragon ball creator we've seen and so the one dragon balls he makes are more powerful too in fact they're so powerful that the planet they're used on will be destroyed within one year unless they're collected again and this isn't quite explained in the series but the gt perfect files say that this is a side effect of their power so it's, i don't know kind of makes sense they're so powerful that it are backlash against the planet ish i don't know just roll with it anyway and the really annoying part though is that one after they grant the wish they scatter throughout the entire universe and so you have to go throughout all of space to track them down as a side effect though apparently they never turned a stone on their own so hmm. there's no if I mean, if you watch gt you see that the their wish gets granted in the first episode payoff gets his wish they scatter and then goku and the gang they sit off after pretty quickly in their spaceship to go track them down so they don't have to wait a year which is good they just find them yeah which is good because if they had to wait a year they'd be screwed by definition and maybe that's like a built-in failsafe for these dragon balls too yeah so they go throughout the universe they get them all together and then there's wacky circumstances babies taking over the planet so before they can seal them away again baby uses them to wish for a new planet sufuru and they scatter and so because apparently because of this the 
countdown to Earth's destruction doesn't reset, and so it ends up blowing up anyway. Wait, so it's like, all right, so you use them to make a wish, and then it's going to destroy that planet. But even if you gather them again, the planet's still going to be destroyed? It's said that this is a result of Baby making another wish right away, but like, it's not clear why they don't have an additional year. Like, Was there some ceremony they had to perform to properly undo the curse or whatever that's the thing like all right so you make a wish the planet's going to be destroyed are you supposed to then go gather the dragon balls and make the wish to not have the planet destroyed but then you're making another wish that the planet's going to be destroyed yeah they don't say anything about having to wish the planet not be destroyed they just say oh you have to gather them but then goku and the others they do gather them and it apparently doesn't do the trick for some reason maybe you gotta gather them all together and then just keep them there for a while and that could be it I and mean, just not use them because you just said that the reason was baby made a wish so soon yeah okay all right i think we've talked that through and then so they were made by the original child of katats and so it's said that when he split up into god and piccolo they became dormant and then when the two of them remerged in the cell arc the balls came active again and then because of this at the end of the baby arc with the earth being destroyed piccolo decides he's just going to stay behind and die with the earth so that these balls are never going to be a problem again and indeed that's what happens he stays dead for the rest of gt and we never hear about the ultimate dragon balls again ever right <laughs> and we see piccolo again just kind of hanging out in hell and being hell's <laughs> protector <laughs> apparently it's weird. <laughs> and so um, as a result of this, the rest of GT is taken up with a new wrinkle on the original set of Dragon Balls. So we learn, like, they crack mysteriously. And so it turns out that all along, whenever Dragon Balls grant a wish, their plus energy, their good energy, in other words, decreases while their minus energy increases. And this is bad news. So normally, to purge the negative energy created by granting wishes, you shouldn't use that Dragon Ball set again for another hundred years. And this is especially bad because Bulma, she invented the Dragon Radar, and they've just been using the little buggers <laughs> like crazy for right. the last 40 years, and now all hell has broken loose, and they're stuck with this set of evil dragons born from minus energy, and they're going to destroy Earth and probably the universe too. Yay! Good job. I think that's about it. Yep, and I guess that wraps it up rather timely, because as we've been talking about, uh, this third arc, this new chapter of Dragon Ball Heroes is exactly this right now. It's the evil dragon arc of GT, and they started up this very random Dragon Ball GT anime comic over in Psycho Jump. This is the exact stuff they're covering, so what's old is new again. Yep. More things change, the more things stay the same. Exactly. So, Jake, those are the rules of the Dragon Balls. What can we take away here? That, um, all right, so you can create them. They're going to have an initial set of rules. It's possible to upgrade them. It's possible to maybe even upgrade them a second time. <laughs> and then wishes can change the amount of wishes that are taken up. Sort of, kind of, maybe. You can just imagine, a new app is available for your Dragon Balls. <laughs> right, that's exactly what it would be these days. In-app purchase, you can buy an extra wish on these Dragon Balls. Please agree to these terms and conditions. If you use this too much, the Earth could explode, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> agree, agree, agree. Yeah, yes, yes, agree, agree, agree. Whoops, that's exactly what happens. I think that wraps it up, right? Yeah, and don't forget about who's that character. I have not forgotten. We're doing that right this second. Who's that character? So last time on the show, well, not last time on the show, maybe like three episodes ago. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is the clip that you heard. Jake, do you remember the clip? No, because it was so long ago. ago. <laughs> well, it was indeed Tonin Jinka, the boss rabbit from the very early part of the Dragon Ball TV series, played by a one Mr. Hiroshi Otake. Played uh, quite a few characters, uh, lots of one-off characters. We have like shopkeeper and host, but also played the uh, perhaps the most important character in the series. That would be the Pterodon in the first episode. Uh, classic. Yes. But also uh, Skei-san uh, from the Baba little mini arc there between tournaments. My avatar. Yeah, that's right. Actually. On the forums, yeah. <laughs> I don't think people realize that's who your avatar is, but that's oh, the joke. Well. You have to look closely. <laughs> right. He's there. Totally there. Um, who was King Nikochan? Oh, oh that that's- was... Dr. Slump. From Dr. Slump, yeah. Right, right, okay. So we've got a lot of uh, early Dragon Ball. In fact, it looks like the latest appearance for him was Village Headman in Dragon Ball episode 81. So very much the first half of the first series. That was Hiroshi Otake. So, Jake, off the record here, I'm going to ask you once again for a character suggestion, and we're going to hide it from the people, and I'm going to play the clip. Who do you think I should use? All right, so we have agreed. Here is the clip. And then once more, because it's kind of a short one, here's the clip again. So the game here is, there's really no rules, no contest. It's all for your personal pride. Who do you think this character is? Do you know the actor's name? Where do you think this is from? All those kind of general questions about it. You can respond on the forum thread for every episode we have. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Google+, Plus, all that stuff. Would love to hear your thoughts. Who do you think that character is? So Jake, that wraps us up. Sorry for getting you up so early in the morning, but you came through. That's okay. <laughs> You want to go back to bed? What do you got going on today? Maybe. Well, I don't know. Got the day off, so nice. could go go into town, get some takoyaki. Sounds good. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day here. I will do the same. So this was episode, I've already forgotten, 354 of our podcast here at Kan Zen Shu. We'll hit you back next time with 355. We got some decent stuff coming up in the very near future. I know we need to, to talk about the new Dragon Ball Z Season 1 Blu-ray. Right now, I think I'm the only one that has it. I put it in finally for the first time yesterday. <laughs> It's just been sitting there. It's you and Tanuki, isn't it? I think that's it. We're the only two people who bought it. Uh, so that's the thing we got to do. Uh, Battle of Z is coming out very soon, so we'll be talking about that probably early February. Karen will join us to talk about that game. Uh, J-Stars is coming out in March, so that's like two months off, but that's other video game stuffage coming our way. And I know we've got lots of other good topics in the pipeline. It's just a matter of making sure everyone gets healthy again because we all keep getting sick. I know Heath was just sick. We had the stomach flu or something like that so i think we're all digitally passing it around so you're next jake well i was was a little stuffed up a week or two ago okay well if that's the worst you had that's good Should be in the clear. <laughs> You're braving through. All right. So again, this was 354 of our show. Those are the words. com. Find us on the website. Again, Twitter, Facebook, Google+, all that stuff. So I have been Mike Vegito EX. That has been Jake over here. Thanks to Julian and Heath for everything they've been doing. Heath did a little uh, refresh design on the website. Got some new Toriyama Goku up top. A little extra. Uh, linkage for the podcast up at the top so good things there uh jake wrap it up well this is dyson this is consent the podcast and see you next week maybe
there 